we ask to draft or not to draft again in fantasy this year, and which teams are most likely to alter the pitching landscape. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Thursday, June 25th. I'm Al Melkier, and I am joined here by Michael Beller. And, uh, Michael, you and I were talking about uh, just before getting going here that uh, this is the, the first show we've done since baseball shut down where we've actually got more to talk about than we have time to talk about it, which is, a, I guess, a nice problem to have. Um, but I'm going to start off right away with a poll that I did on Twitter because I think it's, a, it's the question that now that we know that, uh, you know, uh, there's at least a plan to uh, return to baseball. Uh, we're you know on our way, hopefully, to a 60-game season here. And the question everybody's now asking is, what do I do with my leagues? I mean, should we should we redraft, uh, given that's a 60-game season? A lot of things have changed, or do we just go uh, you know go with what we uh, have already drafted? So, do you have a particular preference in, in regard to that dilemma? I do. I think that if possible, that you should draft again. I, I realize it's not possible for everyone. I realize that. Uh, some people can't just easily get together and do another draft. Maybe some people don't want to do that, but I think that you should. Everything is so different from where we were, especially if you drafted before the shutdown, which would have been kind of on the early side for my preferences, but still plenty of leagues drafted before things shut down. There was even a window there where we weren't exactly sure about what the season was going to be, but where it looked mm-hmm. like the season was still going to start on time. Maybe it was going to be without fans. So if you did that, I think you got to draft again everything's so different prospects are going to be way different certain players are going to opt out we just know that certain players are going to test positive some before the season even begins some in season that you can't really predict but everything is going to be so different and the point of fantasy leagues is to have fun and where's the fun in someone drafting you know Mike Trout's got a pregnant wife Bryce Hyper's got a pregnant wife what if one of those guys just says you know what it's not worth it for me I'm going to sit out this season where's the fun in someone having drafted Mike Trout four months ago only to have him sit out this season that's not what fan- the fantasy game is about so I think if you can you should all right so this is interesting because uh, I expected you to answer no Uh, because I know that you're very much about like, let's make this season about fun. And so, you know, you can, you can make both of these arguments kind of using the, the same, uh, you know, the same argument, the same logic. Uh, I saw a tweet from Todd Zola, which I really liked where, you know, he just said, you know, I don't, and I'm, I hope I'm remembering this correctly because I think what he said was that he, he doesn't think we should draft again because we should just realize that we, we can't account for all the changes that are going to happen going forward. And, uh, he said something to the, the effect of, you know, just, you know, go with the skid, <laughs> um, sure. you know, which I, I, I liked that, uh, that, uh, visualization. But you can account for the changes that have happened. I agree. Yes. We, you can't redraft every time someone tests positive for COVID, but you can account for the changes that have happened from March 12th through the present day. And I just think that it's going to be more fun and more, uh, goodwill for your fantasy league. If when possible, you get together and redraft. Yeah. My my feeling is actually I think I'm leaning towards the opposite uh that I just would rather roll with with what we have. Um and I get your point as well. It's not fun 
to lose. <laughs> and it's not fun to lose, you know, if you made choices that you wouldn't make now. So I, I'm not, you know, certainly in any league I have, I'm not going to, um, you know, buck the, the consensus. I did have one league already that hadn't drafted yet that voted, uh, and I think it was unanimous, to, to cancel the draft. Mm-hmm. So you're so going to be drafting it coming up? Uh, we were supposed to draft it uh, coming up. We were supposed to draft it after the shutdown. And um, we just circled back yesterday and uh, voted to just cancel the season entirely oh, no, for our league. Season. Okay. Yep. I yep. had won my home league, which is the league I care most about, as you would expect. We put off our usually an auction uh, way back before uh, everything, when everything shut down. And we are going to have a season. We're actually going to do a draft instead of an auction. It's usually a keeper league. We're putting the keeper league on hold. We're not going to resume it until 2021. We're just going to have a fun one-off season. And we'll be drafting in a couple of weeks here. All right. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, in a way, I kind of hope I have a mix because it's fun to draft. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure you'll be looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I have some drafts coming up or not. Uh, so before we move on to, um, a couple of, uh, other important things to discuss, one being, uh, some of the, uh, COVID, uh, news, uh, unfortunately not good news. And, uh, also, uh, looking at a piece from Eno Saris that raises something that I think that we all need to consider, um, in, in terms of our teams, uh, Jason Stark, tweeted uh, within the last 24 hours or so uh, just a a list of changes uh, that are going to happen. And so, you know, these are things that we can be paying attention to. The transaction freeze, which we've been, you know, sitting with for quite a while, that comes to an end this Friday. So, boy, next week, uh, Michael, I think our Sunday and Monday, or I mean, uh, sorry, our Monday and Tuesday shows are going to be really interesting because there's going to be a whole slew of transactions I think that we'll need to consider. Uh, Jason also tweeted that... uh, Teams are to submit a list of 60 players who will comprise their their total player pool by this Sunday. So really early next week, there's just going to be a lot to to take in. Teams can take up to three players from their taxi squad on the road. And also, this is not a done deal yet, but he did uh, tweet about the possibility of there being two teams of undrafted uh, or unsigned players, excuse me unsigned players to make up an emergency pool um, and they would play each other uh, in Nashville. So that's just a proposal uh, at this point. But, uh, you know, these are all things that will certainly shape, uh, you know, how we we uh, look at this uh, this coming season. So uh, before we do get on to some of these other topics, um, I know that uh, a lot of us, we want to kick the coffee habit, but we're worried about our energy levels. To avoid the morning sluggishness and that midday slump, we need to make sure we're hydrated. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There are no synthetic colors and no artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and you can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off of your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com baseball. That's drinkhydrant.com baseball for 25% off your first order drinkhydrant.com slash baseball. All right, Michael, let's get to the the not so good news. There's a lot, you know, for us to, um, you know, certainly feel good about uh, that uh, baseball is, is on its way back. Uh, but uh, there have been at least a couple of reports 
uh, of players testing positive for coronavirus. And the one that's gotten the most attention is Charlie Blackman, but he's one of actually just three players uh, in the Rocky system who has tested positive along with uh, reliever Philip Deal and uh, minor league righty Ryan Castellani. So, um, you know, that's certainly a, a big story. And then uh, subsequent to that, there was a report that there were several new cases among players and staff for the Toronto Blue Jays. So, uh, you know, we still have to keep this in mind. Uh, you know, we're, we're excited about talking about things like, you know, when are we going to draft or are we going to redraft and all that? But this is, you know, still very much on, on the horizon as well. And um, there was a, a really good piece from uh, Maria Torres of the Los Angeles Times where she talked about the Los Angeles area teams, of course, it's the Dodgers and the Angels, and how every, pretty much almost every venue where they're going to play, including their own, uh, is located in a county that is seeing a spike in COVID hospitalizations. And in the few uh, counties where there aren't spikes in hospitalizations, there are spikes in uh, the number of uh, cases for um, uh, people in younger age groups. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess uh, how, how do you orient yourself to this? Like, are you just figuring uh, we're just going to have a 60 game season and deal with this when we get this? Or or do you think maybe there's a reason maybe to wait and see it, it maybe in reference to things like we talked about, Michael, like, um, you know, do we reschedule a draft? Like, should we wait and see uh, what, what happens here? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, this is going to be unpredictable. This is going to be an unpredictable element uh, from this point forward. And, you know, maybe it's something that happens over the next couple of weeks, something that happens once the baseball season does start, assuming they're able to keep it on track and it does start. Uh, I think that you can't really let it change the way that you're thinking about the season in general. I think if we're thinking, uh, if we're if we're talking about it in the context of when do you reschedule a draft, I would try to do it as close to the start of the season as possible. So we're talking July 21st through the 23rd sometime during that week. But I wouldn't really think about all of this too much as it relates to fantasy baseball because so much of this is going to be unpredictable. We know that these cases are going to keep popping up. I suppose it's realistic that it is to the point where baseball starts and has to stop again. And that would be a real shame. And the fact of uh, baseball stopping would be the least of why it would be a real shame. So it's something that we just have to be realistic about. But I don't think you can consider too much from a fantasy baseball context. Yeah, I, I think we just have to kind of, you know, be flexible about this. And, and I had over the last uh, day or two. I've just had very mixed feelings. In fact, I got a call from a friend who's not really a big sports fan, but, you know, he saw the news about baseball coming back and he said, well, you know, I want to talk to a, a baseball person about, you know, how you feel about this. And I said, you know, it's, it's, I'm really kind of experiencing the highs and the lows because like I said at the, the very beginning, like this is the first time we've done a show where we haven't had to work really hard to find things to talk about. And uh, there's just all kinds of things happening. And I feel like, you know, part of the community again, um, and at the same token, the fact that this may be happening at the expense of, of people's health, um, you know, that's uh, it, it makes me kind of put the brakes on on my enthusiasm a little bit at this point. So, uh, you know, I think we just have to try to take in the good where we can and, and enjoy, enjoy our community, enjoy the activity and uh, yeah, be prepared to, yep. uh, you know, put the put the brakes on yep. at some point and root, root so, for good health first. And absolutely, yeah, uh, that can't for every, be understated. For everyone involved, players, coaches, managers, support staff, trainers, people are going to have to be working these games. 
we really want these games to come back, but first and foremost, we want them to be back in a way where everyone is able to be safe and, you know, God forbid something happened, able to get the care that they need to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, move on to our featured read. This is a really interesting one and it's a Nino Saris piece. So, you know, that's, I'm kind of being redundant there. I mean, you know, <laughs> always does really interesting stuff, finds meaty topics and then just, you know, breaks them down in such a great way. And, uh, I want to focus on one specific part of this uh, latest Eno Saris piece. It's uh, six things we know about the, the shape of the coming baseball season. And one of those six things is looking at teams that may have an incentive to use pitching in an unconventional way. So obviously that's something that we as fantasy baseball uh, people, we, we need to, uh, you know, at least give some thought to, and he's got a table in here uh, where he's ranked the teams by the number of average starting pitchers uh, that they have. And then another column where he's got the number of, of above replacement uh, pitchers on the roster. Um, now, again, I'm not sure that no, those numbers probably will change when these teams submit their their 60 player uh, player pools. But um, you know, the rankings are pretty much what you would expect. That uh, the Rays, Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, uh, you know, these are the top teams in terms of the number of average or better starting pitchers that they have, and also rank very high in terms of above replacement level options that they have on their pitching staffs. And so Eno argues that these are the kinds of teams that are really primed to experiment and maybe, maybe use openers, maybe have piggyback where you have two starting type pitchers who maybe only pitch three innings a piece. I mean, I'm just giving some hypothetical mm-hmm. examples. Mm-hmm. So, and then at the, the opposite end of the continuum, you got the Orioles, the Blue Jays, Mariners, Royals. Uh, and he argues that, you know, those are teams that will probably just be very conventional in their pitcher usage. So, do you think there there's a reason maybe to give a bump to uh, a Brad Keller, a Marco Gonzalez, a, uh, a John Means, and maybe uh, a little bit of a um, you know a decrease to uh, some pitchers on these teams that have a lot of different options for how they use pitchers? I think you can sort of read it in both directions. Of course, you mentioned a guy like John Means, so I'll I'll start with him. Uh, it seems like his volume of inning should be locked in. So, of course, um, I don't know if you give him a bump necessarily because, all due respect, he's still John Means, but you feel good about what his start volume is going to be, what his innings volume is going to be, so you feel decent enough about his potential for strikeouts, his potential for wins, all of that. I think that that is a good conclusion to draw from this. I also think that there are certain guys who whose value I think maybe increases because of being on one of these flexible staffs. The guy who I'll use is, you know, a guy who I've talked about quite a bit. One of my uh, favorite muses of the 2020 season, it's Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling was going to be in this weird hybrid start, not start, um, long relief sort of role for the Dodgers. Now maybe he gets to be in that piggyback role. Now maybe he's looking at a guaranteed three to six innings every single week, whereas that wasn't necessarily going to be the case for him uh, in a normal 162-game season. And uh, maybe he is the sort of guy who follows a couple of different guys in the Dodgers rotation, and we know what those wins qualifications are. Julio Urias could go three great innings, but uh, if it's Ross Stripling out there in the fifth, then Ross Stripling's going to be the guy who's in line for the win. So I, I do think that there are ways that certain guys are going to be in better spots even if their innings volume is not increasing at all or maybe even in the case of some of these guys decreasing. I think that, as I've said time and again on this show, that you still want to be basing your 
analysis of every single player on their underlying skill set and then going to the courts of the 2020 season as your next step. But I don't think you should like, let's say, looking at this list, um, you know, looking at maybe a team like the Padres, like should you like Joey Lucchese any less than you did with the thought that maybe he sees his innings come down a little bit because they get Mackenzie Gore into the rotation and they use a six-man rotation or they use a piggyback situation? I don't think so. I think you still want to be basing it for especially known commodities off what their underlying skill set is. It's going to be very fun to watch this uh, just from a pure baseball perspective, how teams attack this, especially teams I think like San Diego, like the Reds, teams who were maybe fringe contenders. Maybe that doesn't give enough credit to what the Reds had built, but teams that can certainly take advantage of what this season looks like. I'm going to be really interested to see how they use it more than a team like the Rays who is going to be doing this no matter what. Yeah. Well, in the words of Todd Zola, we just have to go with the skid. Let's go with the skid. (laughs) We've come full circle, and I guess that means that it's time to wrap up this uh, episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be back with you on Friday.